Welcome back to HodgePodge this Thursday morning. And uh, joining me next in the studio, continuing with our Earth Week visitors and guests, we've got Ryan Pesch from Mana Food Co-op on the line with me this morning. Good morning, Ryan. Uh, hey again, Carol. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, uh, yeah, thanks for coming on again. And we're going to visit with you a little bit more about Mana Food Co-op, our local food effort, and something you've been very instrumental in getting going. And uh, now you're looking at uh, kind of expanding and moving uh, downtown. And we're going to talk a little bit about that. Uh, what can you update us on that effort? Uh, yeah, I mean, it's uh, it's an exciting development that's kind of been in the works here for a while. Uh, we've, um, you know, starting last fall, we started looking around for a location. Uh, we're currently on the north side. And, you know, the opportunity to be, kind of be in a much more visible location, um, be in the downtown business district near other businesses uh, with foot traffic and the ability to kind of cooperate with other businesses in the downtown business district makes uh, made a lot of sense. And uh, we proposed that. Uh, at our annual meeting and and members at our annual meeting gave us a big thumbs up and said move move forward with this this makes a lot of sense so um, we're now just getting to the point of uh, launching this capital campaign this week uh, despite kind of bad timing I'd like to say <laughs> yeah it's a it's a difficult time for businesses here in the area of your and you're managing to obviously get the food out to customers and the groceries and people coming in and I I would think business probably has even picked up for you uh, during this pandemic huh yeah I think uh, like any grocery business I mean there's uh, uh, there's a lot less eating out a lot more people eating in um, yeah like I keep, I always keep saying, you know, food's never been so important as a, as a time like this. And so, um, yeah, we certainly had an uptick in, in traffic, uh, people checking us out. Um, some people have ne- maybe never even been in the store and, uh, they come in, they're like, Oh, I've, I, I heard you're a nice place to shop. It's, it's, uh, it's sort of a smaller scale. It's, uh, peaceful. We got some essential oils going. <laughs> so, uh, it seems like, a business has has picked up and uh we, we look for that to to continue certainly we had a few supply chain kind of issues like any grocery business uh where some things go out uh but that really has to do with our wholesalers and our suppliers and uh, all the different uh, demand if you will for for products at this time well and ryan you yourself are a local producer and uh you know with that aspect uh kind of being the main connection to our local food supply uh you know how how is your process going to you know start producing food uh for the masses this summer oh, this growing know, season it, yeah it's interesting like on from my point of view as a grower um people have really I don't know, I'm thinking differently about food in such a way. I mean, we've always done CSA where we deliver produce each week. I've done that now. This will be year number 16. And I mean, my phone's just been ringing off the hook. Um, I, we're pretty close to just being full for the year. I have to cut it off. Uh, so we're actually looking to expand um, 20, 30% uh, in terms of the amount that we're growing. Uh, the plants don't seem to care that there's a, there's a pandemic going on. They just are going to do their thing. Uh, I suppose there could always be the risk that I would get sick at some point over the course of the season or some member of my family, but um, seeing just a lot more of an interest and up, uptick in terms of purchasing directly from local producers, 
uh, something that I've heard from other producers, whether it's livestock operators, grain operators, or produce people like myself. Um, so yeah, uh, at Light of Farm, we're going onward and upward, if you will. Okay. All right. We're talking to Ryan Pesch, who is working with Mana Food Co-op, also a local grower, uh, talking about uh, the food co-op is uh, pressing forward despite the pandemic and also uh, about to make a big move to the downtown area. And uh, Ryan, so you've got the capital campaign going on uh, to help uh, with the, the move. And, you know, when are you expecting to actually um, kind of go full time downtown? Yeah, we, we would like, uh, we want to move downtown this summer, yet this summer. Um, we do have to fit up that space, um, do some new flooring, plumbing, lighting, painting, you know, all the things you would normally do. Um, so it really is contingent on how successful or how quickly we can raise funds through our capital campaign. We already have about $60,000 pledged uh, from our members. Um, and we've also been getting a number of new members knowing this capital campaign has started and want to support our move moving downtown. Um, so members themselves are getting offered to do preferred shares, which is actually a stock investment in the co-op. Um, same as you're buying stock in Coca-Cola, you can buy stock in Mana Food Co-op if you're a member. Um, and for those that aren't members, certainly can join uh, as a member at a one-time $150 fee. So as soon as we get to a certain stage where we can have enough money to begin paying contractors, uh, that's what we'll do. Um, and of course, you know, uh, things need to be state inspected. So, you know, both for plumbing, electrical and our own uh, stuff has to go down the state and get approved. And then we can actually start the work. So ideally, we start work here in June and, uh, and get it done and, and make a move here in the middle of summer. All right. Sounds good. And if anybody wants to learn more about uh, how they can become a member or donate or even uh, go in and buy some produce or some goods, uh, just you have a Facebook page, you have a, you're on the web, you're virtual. Yeah. Yeah. You should be able to find it, you know, <laughs> I mean, and any of those things are good, mm -hmm. right? Um, like I say, if you want to support us, you can just come in and buy some coffee or something. I mean, that's great. Um, if you don't want to engage in a capital campaign or this time isn't right for you, that's fine. Come and buy some broccoli someday. We're good with that too, you know. So all of the above. Okay. All right. Ryan Pesch from Mana Food Co-op and Light a Farm. And uh, thank you so much for coming on the last couple of days and, and uh, talking about the local food movement and your business and how things are working during this pandemic and during Earth Week. So thanks, Ryan. Yes. Happy to do it. Yeah, thanks for having me, Carol. All right, Thank we're going to take... Welcome back to HodgePodge this Thursday morning, April 23rd, 2020. Continuing our Earth Week interviews this week, talking to folks who are involved in some way, shape, or form in helping to conserve our environment, uh, working uh, with a number of, in a number of areas, and one of those is e-vehicles and also climate action. And we've got uh, next on the show, we've got Erica Gilsdorf, who works with the Leighton Broadcasting, but also has produced What Fuels You USA, and along with her this morning, we've got Polly and Mark Anderson from West Central Climate Action, and they are going to talk more about some of the work they're involved with, uh, their agency, and also about uh, some of our local options for uh, solar and wind. And good morning. Good morning. Good morning. 
That's a yeah. lot. That's a lot. Yes, it's packed in 15 minutes. All right. Uh, so, Erica, let's have you start us off and talk about this project that you've been working on and uh, this great road trip that you've been taking in an e-vehicle. Yeah, like I was talking yesterday, if anybody heard it, I met Mark and Polly at the EV um, ex- exhibition or whatever we had in Detroit Lakes. I was filming. I got really into that. We met and the What Fuels You Road Trip was born. Three of us talking. Um, and we toured uh, around Minnesota this uh, past fall. And Ryan, it was fun. You know, we, we met with regenerative agriculture farmers and organic farmers. And we learned about coffee and solar powered beer. And it was just really fun to showcase inspiring people doing things in their own corner of the world to make a difference. And it was really fun. I'm a very um, passionate person about climate resiliency and doing what we can to mitigate climate change. And uh, it's just fun to be around people that are doing what they can. And um, yeah, so it was really good. Mm-hmm. And you have this uh, show, this program, What Fuels You USA. You've put together um, some some great videos uh, on your trips, and they are available for people to watch and use and be inspired by. Right, right. You can go to What Fuels You USA, and we've got a lot of videos. And it was they're really fun. And it's like I said, it's really fun to be around people uh, that are doing good things. And we learned a lot, you know, um, with charging stations. Um, a lot of people don't think of the tourism benefits. We stopped and had pie at smaller towns. We might have driven right by. We stayed at towns, um, you know, because they have a charging station. And so it's part of the it makes the it makes the road trip what it used to be fun, where you stop along the way and meet local people and uh, and you help their community. So um, you know, EVs offer not just uh, greenhouse gas emission reduction, which transportation is a leading cause right now of greenhouse gas in the transportation section. Um, but did that, did, I, did I come out, did that come out right? Transportation is leading cause of greenhouse gas emissions currently. Um, it was just fun to, um, I lost my train of thought, help me out here. <laughs> it was fun to go on the trip and experience it yeah. and in a way, uh, and, and it, you, were, you were able to show people, uh, you know, some of the things that you uh, were able to do while your e-vehicle was charging. <laughs> right, well, right. Yeah. so it's not just about the reducing pollution, it was just about uh, the journey. All right. And uh, so Mark and Polly, you know, they are with West Central climate action and I my two things yesterday that I said and I say today is get involved with local organizations like West Central Climate Action, Minnesota 350, Isaac Walton and um, of course drive less to begin with you know walk and bike more so Polly did you Carol I wanted Polly to share about her organization right welcome Polly and Mark hi Carol hi good to see you again thank you it's great to see you again, too, and these Earth Week events have been really fun. So Good. thanks to KDLM for putting these on. West Central Climate Action is based in the DL area, and we work to build an understanding of climate change and the implications um, to future generations and ourselves. Um, one of the things that's crucial to um, solutions to climate change is bottom-up. And that's right in the space of where West Central Climate Action is. We we never doubt the ability of one person's voice to affect a change in their community. And Erica Gilsdorf is a perfect example of that. 
Um, she came to our group and said, hey, I've got this idea. And would you support me? Would you help me? And we were absolutely um, on board with that right from the get-go. Um, West Central Climate Action works to educate these communities in the area um, to boost public opinion, to drive support for renewable energy, um, because that is one of the solutions that we have at our disposal to affect um, the climate change and to, to combat it. Um, one of the things that gets 100% buy-in in each community is renewable energy because it's better for kids, it saves money, it's better for the air, it's um, a way that um, communities can get behind one idea and, and support it. Right, I'm on the line today with uh, Holly Anderson and Mark Anderson from uh, West Central Climate Action, also uh, Erica Gilsdorf from uh, What Fuels You USA, also Leighton Broadcasting, uh, talking about uh, their action uh, they're taking uh, with their agency and uh, some of the great things that are happening in our local communities. And I know Mark wanted to talk about uh, some of the offerings locally uh, through public utilities, like right here in Detroit Lakes. I know they have opportunities for people to buy into solar and there are other places where they offer uh, buying into wind energy. So Mark, tell us a little bit more about that. Yeah, thanks, Carol. I really appreciate the opportunity to um, to talk to some of your listeners. Um, I'll start a little more broadly, if that's okay. Yeah. This, this can be a tough topic. Um, it seems like the more you learn about it, the more intimidating it can be and maybe a little depressing. So I think it's good to talk about some actions we can take, um, some simple and, and bigger actions to, to make a real difference and have an impact. And the first one I'll talk about is kind of what you referenced, and that is taking advantage of our electric grid and and really go electric in a big way. And we can do this personally at a, starting small, just with converting to LED light bulbs in your house. Um, we can look at our yard maintenance equipment. Uh, lawn mowers, leaf blowers are terribly polluting, and there's wonderful options now for electric, uh, battery-powered lawn mowers and leaf blowers that are a lot cleaner, a lot quieter, a lot less maintenance, and the technology has improved to the point where they're really wonderful alternatives to polluting gas appliances. Um, you can also look at things in your house, your appliances in your house, like induction cooktops or, um, or your furnace and converting to uh, air exchanging furnaces. Induction cooktops are, are really nice. They work better than gas, uh, less polluting, wonderful air quality. Uh, and uh, just very low maintenance. Um, uh, we can also look at things like solar. Uh, you mentioned that solar on your roof. Uh, solar prices have come down tremendously in uh, in um, the last few years. Payback and ROI now is uh, under seven or eight years. If you can't put solar on your roof, you can um, buy into solar community. And you mentioned DL has a program for purchasing solar panels through their system. So you're really not buying the panel itself, but you're buying the power from that panel. So it's a very easy way to participate in, in solar if you can't put solar on your roof. And the last thing from a choices perspective is looking at your transit. Um, there's great, fun electrical bicycles these days. DL Bike has a bunch of solutions you can go in and test drive. Uh, they work great for commuting and, and running errands and they're just fun to, to tool around town on. 
and of course, electric cars. And there's wonderful options for electric cars. We both have, Polly and I, electric cars. Our leaf is great, um, requires virtually no maintenance, costs about half as much to operate and gets us where we need to go. Um, the second thing I'll mention is using your voice. And, and it's important that you're able to talk to your family and friends and colleagues about this issue. It's a very important issue. And if you're uncomfortable with say the knowledge that you have today, there's great places to go to learn about them. There's a lot of really wonderful books, some good movies out on climate and climate impact. There's one circulating <laughs> on uh, public television right now called Climate Change the Facts that's narrated by David Attenborough, who is just a, a world-renowned naturalist. And he does a great job talking about the urgency of, of making these changes. So good place to go and, and learn about it. And also attending one of the West Central Climate Action um, events. We're happy to talk and, and uh, help people learn more about where we're at. And then the last thing and kind of the most important thing I wanted to talk about, maybe the easiest thing to address, and that is use your vote. Um, support candidates that believe in science, believe in data, and are willing to learn about what's going on with our climate. Um, we can all make these personal changes, but they're just not going to get us to where we need to be fast enough without real policy change at the local, state, and federal level. So it's important that we have our political leaders understanding climate and, and uh, voting for climate. All right, uh, it's Mark Anderson and Polly Anderson from West Central uh, Climate Action on the line with me this morning, as is uh, Erica Gilsdorf, uh, talking about uh, things that they're involved in uh, in our area and giving us some great some great advice, some great actions to take that we can take right now. And I think this uh, this situation presents a great opportunity for people to maybe try out, um, you know, bikes, e-bikes, and uh, just get used to them. They've got a lot of time on their hands, do a little of their own research, uh, even get on your muscle-powered bike. I always give people grief about uh, going electric on their bikes, but uh, I'm, I'm looking at that. Uh, doesn't sound so bad these days. <laughs> no. um, so yeah, so I, I appreciate uh, the action items that people can take today in their own backyard and their own communities and uh, also using their vote to change things. I think that, uh, yeah, so that uh, that's some great advice as we're heading into uh, these times of uncertainty uh, these days. And it is certain that there is going to be an election coming up in November. So uh, uh, Polly and Mark, thank you so much for coming on today and helping us thank celebrate you. Earth Week. Appreciate it. All right. And, Yes, nice. and thank Erica, you. too, and Ryan, thank you so much. And again, uh, we're not streaming live on Facebook today due to some technical difficulties, but we will post our interviews uh, in uh, the next couple of hours online. So if you want to check that out, also you can uh, tune in. We will uh, be posting the podcast on our KDLM radio website. And that is going to wrap up 